The metaverse is emerging as the next big technology platform and promises to be the next frontier for human experiences on the internet. Into the Metaverse covers companies, technologies, and trends that are bringing these promises to life. Join creator and host Jonathan Ross Friedman, founder and CEO of SuperSocial, as he interviews the brilliant minds that are building, shaping, and investing in the Metaverse. Welcome to episode 28 of Into the Metaverse, where we help make sense of the Metaverse through deep interviews with the brilliant minds who build, create for, and invest in the Metaverse. I'm Jan. As you know, with my other hat, I'm the founder and CEO of SuperSocial, a developer of publisher and premium games, experiences, and brand worlds on Roblox, among them Gustopia, Nars Quest. And so needless to say, I'm very bullish on the potential and promise of Roblox as a platform, and especially of being a fan of its extraordinary developer community, which is why I'm excited about today's guest. Joining me is Minitoon, the creator of Piggy, Piggy is one of the most successful games ever created on the Roblox platform with nearly 11 billion play sessions, probably and a cult of followers that propelled Piggy to a sensation status already in the first year of the game. For context, Minitune himself has nearly 700,000 followers on Twitter, more than 900,000 subscribers on YouTube, and Piggy has more than 240,000 members on Discord. So I wanted to invite Minitune to the show as I believe a new creator generation full of creators like Minitune will be the ones that are actually shaping what the metaverse can become. With that in mind, Minitune, super delighted to welcome you to the show today. Ahoy, ahoy. Yeah, it's great to be here. As you heard, I, I make games, some of them big, <laughs> as you may have heard of. But yeah, it's great to be here. I can't wait to get into this. Excellent. So before we dig in, as always, everything discussed on the podcast is not a financial advice. Content is strictly educational. And with that in mind, let's kick off. So Minitune, as we continue to build an evolving consensus around what the metaverse is, the first question I like to, say, to ask every guest on the podcast is for you as Minitune, as a creator, what is the metaverse in your mind? So this is like a very loaded question and I've been thinking about it a lot because like when this whole metaverse thing blew up, I'm like, what even is this? I still don't get it. I see it everywhere and I've seen it for like a year or so and I still didn't get it. And I don't think I still fully have the grasp of it, but I'm going to try and describe it the way I see it and we'll see whether or not it's right. <laughs> but okay. So essentially what the metaverse is to, to me is a an alternate reality that we can step in and out of at any time that we can do so much more than we can in this world in like real life so yeah i see it as like a parallel dimension that we can step in and out and see and experience awesome things that we otherwise couldn't in real life and that's how i see it yeah an otherworldly experience i guess so that's awesome and what do you think it's not what do i think it's not Oh, <laughs> that's a tough one. How do I answer this without going into like super crazy detail? Well, let me give you a prompt, right? A lot of people, sure, yeah. because Facebook changed their name to Meta about a year ago, and then suddenly overnight, a couple of things happen. Obviously, the good thing that happened is, oh, there is this thing that is called Metaverse. Like, what is it, mm -hmm. right? And kind of turning on the light on the concept of the Metaverse, which until that point was either something was written in books or like Snow Crash or by some early thought leaders and, and game developers, you know, Dave Bazuki, CEO of Roblox himself. But the other thing that happened is that suddenly the metaverse has been positioned as, oh, it's virtual reality. 
oh, you need a VR device to access the metaverse, which is what in the podcast and just in general, I've been pretty much a proponent of the fact that the metaverse is device agnostic. I believe we're going to be able to access metaverse through all sorts of form factors, mobile phones, like we access today, platforms and applications like Roblox. We can access it through virtual reality, sure, but also game consoles and PCs. And guess what? We're going to have autonomous vehicles soon. What do you think we're going to do when we're sitting in an autonomous vehicle? You know, probably yeah. access the metaverse and play piggy. And so that's part of what I'm thinking. But I was wondering if there's, first of all, do you subscribe to that approach that, hey, you know, the metaverse is kind of like the internet and it's probably device agnostic. Do you agree with that assessment or, and if there's anything else you feel like, yeah, that's probably not what the metaverse is also. Absolutely agree with that as device agnostic, but I would just like to add that there's different levels of immersion that you can step into when it comes to entering and leaving the metaverse. For some people, it might be through a VR headset and for others, it might be just on their mobile phones. So there's all sorts of different ways of accessing it. And some people are going to feel more immersed than others when stepping into the metaverse. But I think ultimately it doesn't matter as long as you have some sort of way of accessing it. I think it's a tool of which to access it. As you have some kind of gateway into it, doesn't matter what it is per se, as long as it's like, you know, it could be super expensive. It could be super cheap. It's just a way of connecting to others, kind of like the internet itself. I think there's a lot of analogies to explain the metaverse with what the internet is, which is it's not one platform, right? It's open. And there are multiple platforms or galaxies that can be part of it. Let's double click and start talking a bit more about the work you're doing on the platform. So I'd love to hear your point of view on, on Piggy from the perspective of one of the things that I believe really sets Roblox apart as a platform is something that is not often spoken about, which is the innate format of Roblox as a platform that really connects people, that social experience that brings people together almost accidentally around games, right? Because games are a key part of the platform, but it's a social platform. There's something that people connect and enjoy being there together. And Piggy has obviously been a very successful game, but beyond the fun side of things, what is the experience that you believe you've created with Piggy that generates so much excitement and so much following over the past couple of years? So I think what really gives Piggy that edge is a lot to do with the fact that it's on Roblox, which, like you said, is a social platform. And given that there are sorts of mysteries and all sorts of secrets hidden in Piggy, people are bound to talk about it, right? And the fact that it's on Roblox, no less, is a perfect base for people to connect and bond and to talk about and figure things out together and put pieces of the puzzle together on Roblox. So I think it's what really brings people in is that social aspect of Piggy and those mysteries and trying and coming together to, to resolve what's going on. So, and I think maybe it would be great as I think, especially for the listeners who are not that familiar either with Roblox or specifically with Piggy, what is the core vision of Piggy and what did you set out to create with it? What is the game about and what do people do there together? That is so exciting. So at first, when I first designed Piggy, it was just an NPC test placed game. It wasn't meant to be anything big until it started getting big. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to do something with this. So I decided to make a story that is told through your own perspective. But as you'll discover, it's more than just your perspective. There's more to this world than meets the eye. And I set out to tell a story 
that is not too dissimilar from our lives as we live as human beings. Essentially, we're living through our own story, but other people have different ideas and thoughts and perspectives on all sorts of things. And to say that our perspective is the right one can often be misleading to not only others, but ourselves. And in other words, I'm just setting out to tell a story that opens people's eyes to other people's thoughts and minds. What are some of the reactions that you've received from players that you never imagined people saying about Piggy? Oh, that's a tough one. Well, I never imagined people to really dive into the mysteries and secrets. And uh, I think one thing that really surprised me is while I was working on the main villain, who's essentially, you think he's a maniac, but turns out at the end, he's actually doing things because he thinks it's right. Seeing the community debate themselves over whether or not he was a good guy or a bad guy and different characters' motives and perspectives on things is just wonderful. I never expected them to do that, but it's fantastic because it creates discussion and it goes back to people's own lives and experiences. And it makes me wonder, why do they think this? You know, why do they think that? So. Lots and of when, psychology that plays into this. <laughs> that's why I'm asking, because I think for a lot of people who are not familiar with the Roblox platform, they think of Roblox as, oh, it's a place where kids play kids' games. And I find it surprising because if you just build some game for kids, you are not really going to get to the staggering levels of success that Piggy has reached, right? More than 11 billion play sessions on the platform. So there has to be something deeper. And I think that applies to... A lot of other top games and experiences on the Roblox platform will provide something that is unique, something that is differentiated. Have you managed to figure out what is it about the Roblox platform audience that creates a unique opportunity to build a game or an experience that probably wouldn't necessarily work on mo as a mobile game or a AAA game, but is specifically suitable for the dynamics of users on the Roblox platform? Well, I think it would work as a mobile game, given that Roblox can be, <laughs> what you make on Roblox can be a mobile game. But in terms of AAA and stuff like that, I think it's more to do with the tools that Roblox gives you that really helps brand new developers or just everyday people into creating their own experiences inside of this platform. And, you know, that's how I got into it. I just got into it because I like making stuff and Roblox gave me the tools to do that without needing to read and study and do all sorts of stuff just to figure out how to print hello, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, I like to say that Roblox is by accident became probably one of the, if not the largest platform to learn to code <laughs> in the <laughs> world and potentially even the largest platform to learn to make a game in the world and potentially could become the largest platform in the world to learn to build a business. Cause I think that's sort of the journey that a lot of developers have been going through on the platform, right? Learn to code, build a game, build a business, which leads me to kind of the next point I wanted to get your perspective on. When I entered into the Roblox platform and deciding to start super social, what I got really excited about is the opportunity to build, or at least my belief or an hypothesis that the next super Mario brand franchise could be built initially on the Roblox platform or better say the next generation of the type of brand franchises like Super Mario could be born on the Roblox platform and go beyond that. And so today on the hills of the success of Piggy, how do you think about the work you do on the Roblox platform? And what are the possibilities for the IP you created? Do you think about where do you take Piggy next? Do you think about how do you build a brand franchise based on Piggy that can go to other mediums, other platforms? 
And if yes, what do you think are going to be some of the opportunities and challenges for someone like yourself to take that next level? So it's always something that I'm thinking about. How do I expand this? How do I make it bigger? And that's kind of what I'm doing with my next project, which is Piggy Intercity, as opposed to keeping it as a horror game, I'm looking to reach out to a larger audience with this new RPG game that I'm working on that you can play with friends. And it focuses very much on the social aspect of it, bringing friends together and completing all sorts of missions or doing all sorts of tasks together. So it's always on my mind. I think one of the challenges that you might face wanting to expand your brand is connections. You know, how do I make this game bigger? Or how do I get like toys of this product? Or how do I make a movie? It's finding those connections that is, is very difficult, which leads to the positive because sometimes they'll reach out to you. It's not always you on your own fending for yourself. For example, Fat Mojo, the merch company for Piggy right now, the main one has reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to make some merchandise of Piggy. And I said, obviously, who wouldn't? So yeah, I guess it's got its ups and downs for sure. Eventually you do reach a point where you're like creatively bankrupt too. You'll run out of ideas. And I think at that point, it's good to just take a break. I think that's definitely something that's that a lot of creators ignore and don't really focus on is mental health. It's a very important part of game development and making a brand. Because if you're not healthy, I don't think your game or your product will be. So it's very important to keep that in mind. Yeah. And I think that's the challenge always with people who their art is their craft. And how do you scale yourself? How do you build a team? How do you build a business? Are you going to continue to do everything yourself? Or are you going to put people around you to help and support, especially with greater ambitions that go beyond just building one game? And so I think that's definitely a challenge that is going to be interesting to look at and what does that support system looks like and what are those businesses that could be built by these next generation creators. <clears throat> and so over the past two years, you've obviously emerged as one of the most creative developers and creators on the platform. Oh, thank you. <laughs> How do you think about the future of Roblox? What do you see it evolving into? Very curious about your point of view on that, because there's so many directions Roblox can go. You've been on the platform for years as a player and really picking up, becoming a developer and a creator. And so I'm curious about where do you think the platform is going and what should it avoid doing? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'll hop into where I think it's going to go. I think it's going to grow into something very much like YouTube, where anybody can access and create content and all sorts of brands will be on there making their own content and uh, making things bigger. And I think it's also going to grow into something that can become more than just games. For instance, I've heard talk that maybe you'll be able to watch full movies inside of an experience in Roblox. And I think that's wonderful. I think it's going to grow into more than just games so that even people who aren't able to play video games are able to experience Roblox and see what it has to offer. So I think it's definitely going in a great direction. As for what it should avoid, I think my advice is when you're creating content on it, try to make it as unique as possible. Because I noticed that a lot of what keeps Roblox reputation low, I guess, in the eyes of some people is that all the games seem exactly the same, similar in some way, some cash grab game or some simulator. I think as long as the content itself is unique, like I've seen some fantastic simulators, I think as long as it's unique and it's honest in a way, 
that it's not just trying to go for your wallet. It'll show its soul. And that's what people love to, to see on Roblox. They love to see games with heart and soul and effort put into it. And I think that's something that not so much Roblox itself should avoid, but more the creators that build it up. Because I think Roblox is more or less out of the hands of the Roblox team and more in the hands of the developers. And I think that's what they're trying to do, which is fantastic. That's definitely been one of their most powerful traits, I would say, that I think of them almost like an agnostic landlord, right? They are they own the building, they operate the building, they build the plumbing, the, the whole thing, right? All the infrastructure. But then yeah, the way the like apartment YouTube. themselves looks yep. like, exactly. It's all about the creators and they're actually removing more and more responsibility from themselves. And I think you use rightfully the YouTube analogy where mm -hmm. really it's the infrastructure and then the creators really need to create the magic. Yeah, absolutely. Without the creators on YouTube, it's just a shell. And same with Roblox. Without the creators, it's just a shell. So over the past year, we've obviously seen a growing penetration or adoption of brands coming into the Roblox platform. And so I'm curious about your point of view. How does that serve the evolution of the platform? What do you think some of the pros and cons of having brands on the platform for the community? And what do you think, what would you say is super important for brands to keep in mind as they build their own branded worlds and experiences on the platform? Well, something I've seen time and time again with brands in particular is they don't fully understand or agree with the developer's values. I've seen them fight a lot of developers on some sort of things and finding a middle ground is tough because truth be told right now, a lot of brands don't understand what it's like to be a Roblox developer and what they need, be it time, space, or money. And uh, they need to respect that more and come to it in a more friendly approach. Because if they're contracting people, they need to trust the developer more, I guess. They need to trust the people building it because they're the ones who have experience with this and know what they're doing. So I think that's the biggest takeaway from what I've seen personally. I can say being on the platform for almost three years now and obviously building a team and hiring only Roblox developers and creators, I think there's a misconception of how things operate on the Roblox platform mm -hmm. and why Roblox is unique. And as I said earlier, I think the developer community is one of the most unique things about the Roblox platform. It's part of the DNA of the platform because a lot of the developers grew up on the platform. They are emotionally connected to the platform. They're emotionally connected to other people on the platform. And I think there's a lot of learnings that people who come from off platform, like myself, who came into the platform have learned that <clears throat> what does it actually mean to be Roblox developers and what does a great developer looks like? How can we help and support Roblox developers as they build these next generation experiences, no matter if it's original IP or a branded experience. Coming into the Roblox platform, and we talked about it in terms of the Super Mario brand franchise, but what we're seeing on the Roblox platform today is also a bit of a dichotomy, right? You have a small group of highly successful games who are self-reliant, some of them very profitable. And then there's a the long tail of a lot of experiences, you know, probably in the millions of experiences that are not really managing to find their way up. When you look at the Roblox platform today with a relatively concentrated, let's say a couple of hundred games that are really dominant on the platform, 
Do you envision that will continue over time when there's always going to be a group of, I don't know, 20, 50, 100 games that are really clear at the top? Or do you think that the natural evolution of the platform will continue to evolve in a way that we're going to see fresh new content and experiences making it to the top? Honestly, I think it's the latter with all sorts of experiences and the player base being divided throughout all of it. And I've seen this firsthand being on the platform since 2011. Before, it was very much a monopoly of top games and it would trickle down, but it wouldn't be, a lot of games wouldn't be nearly as successful as the big ones. There was a very big gap, but nowadays there's so many more top games than there ever were before. And I think that's fantastic. You know, you can scroll through the popular page for a long time now and see all sorts of games, like all sorts of genres just hit it big. And I think that's wonderful. I think it's just naturally going to increase as more people are coming onto the platform and bring what interests them. And that broadening aspect, I think, is beautiful. And I think it definitely helps in getting a lot of those smaller games noticed and discovered. So I think that the natural progression will be more top games. And that monopoly of top games will slowly become smaller and smaller. So here's a <clears throat> big picture question. You've been on the platform for a long time. You've built Piggy. Piggy is a success, right? And in a certain genre, you're now expanding the brand and you're building Piggy Inner City as an open world RPG. What is your vision for Piggy or for your company? Where do you want to take the business? What is the bigger picture of why you're doing it and what do you really want to accomplish over the coming years? Honestly, it's not too dissimilar from my goal with figuring out Piggy's story. It's just kind of you know, people about all sorts of perspectives of life and how one person's not going to think the same things as you. And I think I just want to have different mediums of teaching that and go bigger and better when doing so. With Intercity, that's one of its main focuses is teaching people about perspectives and how people are going to see things differently. So I think that's kind of my goal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something too... Like, it's just kind of teach more people about life and tell people to just be friends despite your differences, learn what you're similar and what you've got in common. And you've mentioned that Piggy was resonated in a certain genre. How do you think about Intercity as in terms of like the audience of the Roblox platform? Obviously the platform is up, but you're thinking about it as something that you want to apply to the widest possible demographics in terms of age, or you're thinking about it from a, you know, it's something that everyone should have a an enjoyable time playing or you're thinking about it from a certain age group or user type that will resonate more with it? So I guess this isn't so much general advice, but it's more what I'm doing with Intercity is I'm making sure that you can, while it is an open world RPG game, there's all sorts of different RPG games out there with different mechanics and styles of gameplay. And I'm making sure with Intercity, there's many different styles of gameplay. There is some action, you could avoid it entirely if you really wanted to. Or it could be like more of a stealth game or more of a story game if you just want to skip all the action, as I've said before. Or if you want it to be like an action shooter, go for it. It's very much a sandbox. And I think that's what's going to help it reach different audiences because you get to play it how you want to play it. You're obviously one of the leading developers on the platform today. What are some of the lessons learned or some of the inspirational advice that you give to anyone who considers becoming a Roblox developer or a metaverse creator at large? 
one of my biggest advices is make something that you want to play. <laughs> I tell this to people quite often because they get stuck making a game that they don't really want to play that they think will just be big. But the problem with that is you don't have your heart invested into it. And when that's the case, you'll fall out of love with it. You know, you won't believe in it anymore, or you just will feel so demotivated to not want to work on it. So make a game that you would want to play and you think would be really fun. And in every aspect of the game, when it comes to monetization, make it something that you would want to pay for or you think is reasonable. So it's very much put yourself in the mind of the player and yeah, make it how you would want people to experience it. If there was any other platform inside of Roblox that you would ever consider building on, what would it be? Uh, that's tough. That's tough. Because it really depends. If I'm trying to go for a more game route, then I would go with something like Unreal Engine or something like that. And then see if I could upload it to Steam, which is also a very much like a social platform. Alternatively, if I'm going for more of the story route, then I'd go for YouTube, which I can make videos and animations and whatnot. And what I think is great about Roblox in particular is it combines those two together. So there's nothing quite like it. So if Roblox goes down, then I'm going to have to either divide up my work or, you know, figure things out. There's nothing quite like it. There's nothing quite like it and it's not going anywhere. So YouTube and Unreal will probably have to wait for a while. <laughs> you do have a channel on YouTube and you're doing stuff, mm. but it's mostly in the context of Piggy and the creations you have on Roblox. Mm. What's the one thing you want the listeners to take away from, from this conversation today? If you're an aspiring creator, make something you want to make and something that you believe in, in every sense of the word and enjoy it. There's going to be lots of highs and lots of lows. But that's a part of it. It's like a roller coaster. It's got its ups and downs. But overall, in the end, it's a fun experience, and I'd recommend it to anybody. Minitune, the awesome creator of Piggy on Roblox, who is building something super interesting, unique, and differentiated on the platform. Thanks for joining me. It's been awesome to have you on the show today. Thanks for inviting me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Into the Metaverse. We hope you learned a lot and explored new aspects of the metaverse. 